0: Now
1: he is your host Chris Cooper. Hi this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to today's show um, this is the 350th unique show on the Business Elevation show now which has been going for over 8 years so quite, can't quite believe that we've uh, we've hit uh, another milestone but it's always a pleasure to uh, have the opportunity to talk to you and to share and introduce a, you know, a guest to you that um, I know can bring you know, real value to our thinking, to our businesses, and it's wonderful today to have a, a really good friend on the show who's been on once before, um, actually just over four years ago now, and that guest is Sue Richardson. So I'll introduce you to Sue uh, again in just a moment. But before I do that, as I always like to, I love to say a big thank you to my guest from the previous week, to um, Sherry Concannon of Concanon Connection, and uh, we talked about reciprocity. Sherry is somebody who I've always uh, I've known for a few years now, and she's very giving in nature, and has built a very successful business through. Uh, her desire to want to help and uh, and she gi- and she gives and gives um what i didn 't say last week she 's actually also um, one of her little uh, passions is yoga and I actually go to a yoga class and one of the things she does she she takes some we, we give a bit of money into a pot and that money goes towards the the kind of hall and then the rest of it goes for everybody about once a quarter to go out for a meal she doesn 't take any of it she just uh, she just does it as a gift and uh, it 's wonderful because the sessions are absolutely absolutely um, brilliant. Um, so we talked about reciprocity, about this this um, benefit of being um, being generous, but also I think the some of the challenges with reciprocity that we can get caught out in sales situations, in negotiation situations, uh, we can be um, sometimes manipulated by people, you know, sort of giving us things and uh, looking to give us uh, concessions in negotiations, and they might be doing that to kind of trip us up and get more out of us. We we concluded that we should do. You know we do reciprocity with uh, really good intentions with uh, in an authentic in a high kind of integrity way and if we do that um, then um, you know, there's a possibility that could also contribute to us uh, to the growth of our business which I, I think it does uh, and uh, we also concluded in there that actually reciprocity could save the planet so we got to, to that level of conversation so if you've not checked out that interview do check it out it was it was really good fun so Are you planning to write a book to help to elevate your business or perhaps you've written one before and you wish you'd done an even better job and would like to do a better job this time around? It's, it's, a, it's kind of a challenging world in having written a book myself, co-authored a book, The Power to Get Things Done When You Feel Like It's Or Not. I went through that journey and, um, you know, had quite a lot of learning through it and found this whole world of kind of publishing a, a kind of uh, almost quite sort of a mysterious world of, uh, of complexity and subtlety and, uh, and different, um, different wisdom and knowledge required to make a success of it. So how do you best write a book and what's the ideal route then to get your hard work published? Now, my guest today, Sue Richardson, has worked in publishing since the early 1990s, when she left her university career to take up her red pen and edit academic journals for Sage and Elsevier, amongst others. Now, her adventures as a publisher were in the lifestyle genus of art, craft, photography, food, where she cut her teeth on glossy, four-coloured illustrated books before being drawn into the magnetic field of business book publishing in the early 2000s. Um, having seen the power of the book to fulfil the hopes and dreams of Lots of successful artists, uh, chefs, and uh, business owner turned author. Sue created um, the Right Book Company, a publishing company with a difference, one that chooses to put the author and their business first while creating high-quality books on their behalf. Um, Sue's so Susan, judge of the Business Book Awards and the author of the Authority Guide to Publishing a Business Book. And she's somebody that I hugely respect. I mean, in my network, um, she is somebody that I would, um, you know, practically recommend to other people uh, to help them gain some really authentic advice on this complex world. Uh, she was an excellent guest four years ago and since then, I'm kind of mindful. There's been so much change in the world of publishing. I think uh, it's time that we we had a look at uh, this world and and reader expectations now, as there are so many books uh, that uh, are both self-published and uh, published and hybrid published and you name it. And I think it's just important that we, we, as it's a regular question asked to me, that we actually look to you know, keep ourselves up to date and think about how do we navigate this rather, rather complex world. So a huge welcome again to my good friend, Sue Richardson. Thank you very much, Chris. It's lovely to be back. It's lovely to talk to you again, Sue. Four years since our last interview. Can Can't you believe, believe it? it. I cannot believe it. It's flown past. (laughs) So so what have you been up to? Tell us.
2: Oh, well, I couldn't believe it when you said to me it was four years, because um, in some ways it seems like yesterday. But actually, when I sat down and thought about it, I realised that lots of things have changed. I mean, for me personally, the biggest thing, I guess, is the... uh, I moved myself and my business to Bristol, which has been fantastic. Um, And from a publishing perspective, um, I started a brand new series, The Authority Guides, of which I have managed to write one. I've actually managed to write a book (laughs) myself, not just – I've published 19 others, so there are 20 in the series. Um, That's been a lot of fun. I can't believe that when we last spoke that wasn't in existence. Um, The Authority Guides, as you know, Chris, are uh, are, um, a uh, a series of – kind of bite-sized bite-sized books bite-sized pieces of advice for business owners very short very practical very concise so that's what we've been up to um, alongside um, the bespoke part of the business and developing the right book company which um, as you say we've done really not changing very much around what we do except just always coming back to putting the author at the heart of it and um, and making sure that the author and their business um, are something that we can focus on, which is something that for a lot of traditional publishers, that can be quite a difficult ask for all sorts of reasons that no doubt we will come uh, into later on today.
1: Absolutely. And I think I think what's nice about what you do is you, you generally are kind of working with with authors and budding authors to, to make sure that they do write the right book, the right book for mm-hmm. them, because uh, it's not all about with books. It's not all about you know, maximizing the, the numbers that you sell, is it? It's, uh, you know, there's, there's things like your credibility and helping your reputation and having something which is maybe you know, far better than a business card.
2: Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, um, and the objectives, uh, you know, the kind of – if you like, the business objectives um, that uh, someone might have for writing a book um, and authoring that book may well not align perfectly with a traditional publisher's business objectives, which, you know, it makes sense. It's not that if, – if they do align, fabulous, because there's there's got to be um, – commercial uh, gain for the publisher, otherwise they can't pay their bills and, you know, that's what they're in business for is to create product that they can sell. Whereas for an author, that might not actually be the, the be all and end all, you know, having sometimes very niche books might not be particularly commercial, but that doesn't mean that they don't have value. To, to the author, but also to their audience. So, yeah, therein lies exactly what we're all about at the Right Book Company, which is working with the author first on their objectives, and uh, and and then creating a product
1: that that's going to work for them. Excellent. Well, I'd like to to chat with you about how publishing has changed. Well, I'm kind of intrigued because it's been mm. four years since since we spoke, at last, and I'm I'm kind of really interested in you know what what do you what have you learnt over the last four years? It, it can be about books. It could be about running a business. It might be about mm. something else. But what have what have you learnt over the last four years that you wish you'd known when we spoke four years ago? Wow,
2: what a great question. Um, <laughs> well, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, that, just thinking about this, uh, the series that we created and, and it made me realise that sort of I've been in business quite a while now and perhaps I've always had a bit of a dream of having... You know, my, my own imprint. I mean, clearly it's very important to me um, to have the author at the heart of what I do. But I also had a little bit of a yen to actually make something that had my stamp on it. That was something and I had identified um, very much um, this need, I I think, that for entrepreneurs and business owners to have really practical, concise shorter books um and decided really that um that that was that that was something i wanted to, to do wanted to work on and create and in doing that i've learned i think that actually there are lots of lots of lessons that i've learned because it when i've set out with that vision um It, 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 that was that was one thing. The way it panned out was a was a completely other thing, and that's also okay. So I guess what I've learned, and I don't know about whether this is something that I wish I'd ever that I wish I'd known four years ago, but it's certainly something that I've discovered, which is that it's never too late to start something new and to take a new direction. You just have to kind of, you know take your courage and just go for it. Um, But also that when you do that, that things sometimes take turns that you really didn't expect. Uh, And sometimes you just have to go with those as well. And it's a lot of it, I think, you know, as I've kind of got older, if you like, in business, that it's actually I'm learning that so much is to do with one's gut instinct. And you don't always get it right. Um, Relationships are absolutely everything but everything now I think I probably knew that four years ago but that has just been underlined again and again in the past four years you know whether it's clients or suppliers or team members or you authors whoever you're working with you know those relationships are in in publishing but I'm sure in many many other businesses too they're everything they're the foundation of everything and and having respect for people that you work with and working with people who respect you becomes absolutely the key. And if it isn't gelling, if it isn't working, to walk away is absolutely okay and the right thing to do. So I've had loads of those kind of learnings, whether or not, you know, they're almost the kind of lessons that actually you just have to go through to learn, Um, you, you know, that things happen you know relationships don't work out or uh that um you know you start something that doesn't turn out to look to, to to be exactly as you thought it would look um but all of those things you kind of almost have to do in order to get the other side and go ah i get that now you know
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then these um these authority guides they yeah. I'm assuming for, for business, they're, they're kind of covering the range of spectrum of, of business, are they? So people, the, I guess the aim is that people can um, you know, access a number in the series and gain a, a really great insight into that topic. Is that the aim of them? Or
2: Yeah, uh, it, absolutely. I mean, they're very short, but they're very practical. So they're really kind of solution-focused books. So... Um, you know, for instance, um, you know we've got uh, we've got Steve Bustin's Authority Guide to Presenting and Public Speaking, for instance. So, Steve, it's a very practical. You know, lots of. It- almost like a kind of slightly um, more developed tips book really so that the the idea is that if there's something you want to start to look at maybe look at this as an introductory thing or maybe just like a snapshot something that you 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 know you need an insight into Um, the authority guide to pricing for profit by Shaz Noaz for instance you know you might just really want to get an idea of you know I need to look at my pricing policy in my business what does that look like you know these authority guides can be read in a couple of hours you know or you know in, in an evening or on a commute that's what they're designed for they're pocket sized so um, yeah, so that that's the the idea. But they're also, I think, and this I guess comes to the work, the unexpected bit of it was they are available in print form in the usual way. But actually, they where they've really gone down well is more on the digital platforms. And I've discovered digital platforms I didn't even know existed. Um, you know there are so many, and this is something that um, you know is changing about publishing now is that content is being delivered to people in so many different ways. So when you have these short uh, great pieces of content that that you know really kind of um, you know put things in a, in a nutshell for people, uh, they're great as digital products as well. and you know, as well as other things, people are doing you know we're now doing audio and all of that kind of stuff with them. so it's that you know it's been it's been an incredible journey that um has uh, occasionally disappointed me and often surprised me and delighted me.
1: i think the I think the the audible kind of audio is really very interesting because it is it is, as you say, it's 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 different. and I remember uh, with my book when we it's, it's quite a, a fairly short book, really. And um, i and getting some feedback on sort of Audible that the book was long. And of course, you know, a fairly short book can still be like nine and a half hours versus maybe, you know, 18 hours on Audible. It, it's it's a very different way to. To kind of access the content, isn't it, than being able to scan through a book? So it it is, it you is. know, and the, and the, yeah. And the expectations are different. Um, so I, I guess your authority guides being shorter and to the point is is um, and practical is probably a, a good thing for that kind of medium.
2: Mm, absolutely, um, and and for things like um, digital subscription libraries and that sort of thing that you know we're selling a lot to. So yes, there's all sorts of different. Um, different ways that people are delivering stuff. And, and, yeah, the authority guides are doing well in
1: in that way. So I guess uh, one thing, we've just got a couple of minutes. I was mm. I was probably a little disappointed talking with somebody about um, somebody i huge got hugely respect in, in the United States, uh, uh, a brilliant um, agent who was talking to me about, um, you know, the big publishers having no interest really in quality. It's all about being able to sell, sell volume. And I find that quite sad, really, that um, there is... I believe about a couple of million books a year being um, being written uh, these days, and uh, and actually, if publishers are just looking at volume and looking at people's networks to to and, and showing they've got huge connections, it just seems a bit sad, really. Because um, for me, I think a book something you should take some pride in and uh, and create something that is of quality. Um, but maybe that's just me.
2: No, no I, I agree with that entirely. Um, I think it's really really important that books uh, you know and and actually you know we love we still are in love human beings love books you know print books are still selling consistently well yes there's all sorts of other ways that we can dip in and access this great content but print books are still 80% in the UK, 80% of the, of the market. Um, I'm sure it's probably similar in the States. Um, and it, and it, it, people love books. So it's, it's really important that we make sure that we're delivering great quality books and good quality content in those books, in my view.
1: I think it's, uh, if, if, you're, if you're somebody, like, I know some of your clients, and I do know Steve Bustin and I do know um, Shaz, and I know some mm. of your other authors uh, well as well, personally. And, um, you know, I know all of those individuals. It's, you to write a writer, writer, really poor book, it impacts the brand and mm. I, I don't know that uh, knowing those individuals there'll be there'll be tremendous quality uh sort of content but um it's a bit different when you're a thought leader isn't it you want to produce something uh, or, you're, or you're moving into that space that's uh, that is of high quality and b- b- reflects you well gonna we go to commercial break now after the break we'll find out you know find out more find out why you should maybe write a book uh, today we'll have a Give us a sense as to whether it's really worth it and um, sort of book that might be right for you, and then some tips and ideas about how to actually go about writing it. Do join us again. We'll be back in a couple of minutes.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? We hear it and
2: read about it every day in the news
0: Comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper.
1: Hi, it's Chris Cooper. I'm with Sue Richardson. We're talking about this wonderful world of of writing and publishing the right book. So with, with as I mentioned before the break, um, a statistic I, p- I picked up was two million books written last year. Is the business book uh, a, a good use of our time? I, I was talking to a, a sort of senior player, in one of the big publishers, and he was saying, you know, pretty much everything in business has been written about now. Um, is, it, um, is it a good use of our time?
2: well i i would argue absolutely um it it's brilliant use of of any business person's time and the the reason i really say that is because not very many people do it you know so just by the sake by by the very act of writing a book and publishing a book you're going to stand out enormously it's seth godin's purple cow like no you know, in no uncertain terms, you're going to be different. You're going to make your mark. Um, But, you know, there's another thing about this, actually, that's really, really important, I think. And it's something that Graham Jones, when I did my little authority guide to publishing a business book, I went round and I interviewed a lot of business book authors about why they'd done it and what it had done for them and what they thought about business book publishing and why businesses should do it. And Graham, you know, everybody comes up with the absolutely you know, brilliant stuff around profile and platform and credibility and the things that you mentioned earlier. But, but what Graham Jones, you know, Graham Jones, the internet psychologist, who's, who's a mm-hmm. prolific author, um, said to me, which I thought was absolutely brilliant, was, was he said, you know, what is really great about a business person writing a book is that a book, it, it really forces you to think, it, it helps you to really clarify what it is that you do you know it 's about your purpose, if you like, and what you do and most importantly who you do it for um, it, it really gives you that focus and that clarity and I think that that 's something that I have seen time and time again with my business authors is that they have their businesses have really benefited as a result of them spending that time really focusing, looking at who they are, looking at what they know. Uh, Sonia Jefferson, author of Valuable Content Marketing, I love what she said to me. She said, um, I wrote the book because I wanted to find out what it was I was thinking. Yeah. You know, you know from your experience of writing the book, your book, it's an amazing thing, isn't it, you, that you discover how much you know when you put yourself through that process of writing. And it's, it, yes, massively beneficial. So, yes, you need to carve out the time, and it is a lot of time that you need to carve out, but I would argue that even before the book has been published and before the book has been marketed and before the book itself is having an effect in the world, it will have a massive impact on you, as a business owner
1: I couldn't agree more I, I think that's a really 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 big benefit of it It enables you to get your your thoughts in in kind of order and to mm-hmm. I it's, a, it's actually a journey of discovery in some ways you sort mm. of you're getting deeper into your subject and you're exp- and you're really taking the time to explore it and that therefore then it impacts you know if you speak if you speak about it it impacts it and if you if you are for workshops and things around it you're you're um your depth is deeper, and your case studies and stories are, are better. So I, I completely and utterly agree with you. I think it's uh, it, it, it's essential, really. I think if you mm-hmm. if, if you're selling if you're selling um, you know a lot of content uh, in your uh, in your work, yeah, yeah. Um, so that sounds like that's that's probably also is it you know it's I think you're saying it is important to if you're a business person to write a book. So so we probably explain maybe why we should write a book. Is it particularly important today at this point in time in in the world that we write more books?
2: Well, I think that there's an awful lot of noise out there, isn't there? You know, with the internet the way it is, it's very easy for people to be out there creating a lot of content making a lot of noise you would do have to kind of stand there and put our hands right up in the air and say look at me i i've got something special and that i think a book still has the ability to do that um, and you know and i think that if we are considering doing something that is going to help us be the go-to business the go-to person then a book is absolutely essential. Um, you know, it it's a it's a platform builder. You know, you mentioned speaking, workshops. You know, creating that the platform to enable people to see that you are the expert that you are, that you are the person to come to for your knowledge and your experience and your and and the the, the goodies that you have, a book is is like no other thing in terms of um a get it helping people to get you helping people to really understand what your purpose and your mission and your vision are and, and how you can help them um but b just also that you've got that commitment in you you know that you've been able to sit there for many many hours many many days and put that knowledge on onto paper onto the screen and get it get it formulated into a book um but there's another thing here actually about the power of the book and and talking again Chris again you mentioned speakers and sort speaking and um you know we can only ever be in one room speaking and we may have i don't know we might have hundreds of people if we if we're lucky we might have just we might have a, a small group we might have hundreds of people in the room as we speak but they walk out the door and they don't take us with them. Now, there are two things here. One is that a book can be in many, many rooms at once and, and it can essentially be carrying our message out there. I, I like to think of books as being like... um. You've got a sort of army of soldiers going out into the world with your message and they're marching out there um, and doing your work for you, um, you know, without you having to be there. Um, So they can be in lots and lots of rooms while you're in one. But the other thing is that if you're in that one room and somebody comes to hear you speak and they like what you've, you've said and they want to take you away, they can do that in book form if you've got those books at the back of the room or if you send them to... You know, to a bookstore or an Amazon link or whatever. So, you know, books have the power to really, really enhance anything that that you're doing. If you have, if you have any kind of level of, um, you know, an expert-based business, um, I would argue that a book is going to really massively enhance and help you grow
1: that business. It's also quite a nice way, isn't it, for people to to kind of get access to you for. For ten pounds or something, or or fifteen dollars or whatever it is, it's um, price. It, it's not a huge investment, but they're like by 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 getting into your book, they're they're also getting to know you a bit better, and then it may be from there that the next natural step is maybe to to start to involve you uh, and and purchase some of your services perhaps. Uh,
2: and and you know it's interesting because I run webinars on a monthly basis, and I have a little poll, um, and and I ask people the the webinars are for people who are thinking about writing a book, and and I do that I run this little poll, and it's got ten sort of options that you can pick from, and you can pick all of them or just one, but um, you know they're you know what do you want to achieve from writing a book, and. Um, And I almost every single time the top answer is, you know, i 'm on a mission I, I want I want to change the world I, I, you know I have something really powerful i 've got a really powerful message there're always the altruistic things that p- I find that people um, come up with you know the things where people really feel and i and people say this to me all the time you know they 've got a really good business, and maybe they 're charging quite high consultancy fees or something and there are a bunch of people that they would love to be able to help, but their business model just isn 't suitable to help. Maybe the the startups or the, you know, the the people who just don't actually have the kind of resources to pay those big fees. But a book can fulfill all of that. So, you know, if people have a desire to go out there and really make a difference, they can do that with a book without actually, you know, okay, you know, it's spreading the message and it's doing good things for them. But it's also giving out a lot, giving a lot back as well.
1: And then do you think you should, when you write a book, should the topic be very central to what's core about your business? I mean, it's it's kind of interesting as to whether you either spot a a niche and you write about that and and it's related and helps the business or it's very central to your message. I'm thinking about the book that I wrote and it actually didn't come out of being getting things done wasn't central to my business, but it came out of a... It almost came out of a, a personal need to get better at doing it. And Ooh, I wrote yeah. the book for therapy. And I, and, but it also mm. that um, holding people to account is part of what we would do as, you know, as a coach or as a facilitator, as a consultant. So that piece is a nice kind of piece that fits into the jigsaw, but it, it isn't what the business is, in, in its entirety is about.
2: No. And, and and that's okay. I mean, I, you know, I suppose I would argue that actually the, import, the most important thing is to know what it is that you want. You know, because I think that, to be honest with you, I see too many particularly self-published books that have been clearly sort of downloaded from the author's brain uh, without too much consideration or it. It clearly come from that impetus of, I've got a book inside me, I need to get it out, bang, there it is, off it goes. And when it doesn't actually do what that author perhaps might wish it would do, you know, one has to ask the question, well, did you know what you wanted in the first place? And this is where we begin the work at The Right Book Company, which is always the question, why? We always refer it back to Simon Sinek. Thank you very much, Simon Sinek. But it is so important that we have to know what our why is. Now, your why in that particular instance wasn't, was not was perhaps of a more personal objective, although the book did fit with a part of your business. It may not have been core. But for you, you were fairly clear that it was something you wanted to work on, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, As long as you know what the reason is and you know where you want to go with it – um, you've got your why in place that's that's the most important thing now, I would say probably for most people I think if you have a business growth objective it's probably a good idea to look at something fairly core in your business because actually that's probably going to line up with your target audience, your who, which is the next question that we ask, your who, your target audience, your readers, your, are probably likely to be your clients and bringing your clients and get your, or prospective clients, let's call it, and bringing those prospective clients closer to you and engaging with them is going to help to serve you and your business as well. But it all depends on your why. You've got, you come back to your why and you look at what is it that I want to achieve here um, and, 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 you know, what exactly is going to happen in my business as a result of having created this, this book? There's another, actually, there's another thing that sometimes I think is quite helpful for business owners to think about, business people to think about is how will this book fit in my business? Will the, it's almost like will this, if this book was a, a new member of my team, you know, what would the job description be? What, what would it need to be doing? Where do I want the business to be in five years from t- time? And how will this book help me get there? And it's it, if you can give the book the job description and then you can set the book to work in the way that you need it to work, that can be really powerful for a
1: business. Yeah, well, that's a, really helpful, that. Really helpful. So we've got we've just got about four minutes to a break now. Um, so... Um, Maybe not, maybe quite a question. I might take a little little um, explanation, but I'm kind of intrigued. You know, you've, you've, you've been through the why. You've decided what the book's going to be about. How do you best go about writing it?
2: Ah, well, <laughs> um, this, is, this is a real kind of, I'm afraid this is one of the phrases that you'll hear me say an awful lot, which is, there is no one size fits all. There is no magic solution. I wish I think I would make a lot of money if I could come up with this really easy answer to this question, because uh, I get asked it a lot, as you can imagine. Um, but I think it has to come down to you and how you operate and you have to be realistic about your life. You have to be realistic. Most of the people we're talking about, you're talking to here, most of um, your listeners, Chris, um, today will be business owners. They will be business people. And uh, they're busy people, aren't they? How on earth do you write a book and run a business or take part in a busy business? It's really, it's a challenge. But all I would say is that I think that it's about finding the space, making the space happen like with anything else that you do in your business. You have to create the space for it, diary it, put time in it, and whatever works for you. So, I mean, for instance, when I wrote mine, it wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening. And in the end, I booked a week in a little hotel in Mallorca and i w- told everybody i was going on holiday i wasn't actually i w- i went out there to write my book i because i was on holiday nobody bothered me nobody bugged me i didn't look at my emails i sat in this in this small hotel and i wrote and i wrote and i wrote i had nothing else to do nothing else that for me really worked other people talk about taking weekends away, going on sort of retreats into kind of maybe booking a cottage up halfway up a mountain or something. Um, Other people say they get up an hour early in the morning. But whatever it is that's going to work for you, make sure that you get it into your diary, that you schedule it, and you know exactly how you're going to make it work. And then the second bit, I think, is probably to, to buddy up. You know find find a buddy who's going to support you, maybe somebody else who's writing a book or who's written a book before, or get yourself a book coach someone who can help you to to be accountable to it um, so the, the it, it, very very briefly you know and and without fi- trying to find magic answers or or any kind of great technique, there are loads and loads of um of tips and there are loads of books out there that can give you ideas about how to write your book. But the main thing to do, I think, is to give yourself
1: space and time. Excellent. Good, good advice there. We're going to go to commercial break again now. And after the break, I've got another question I want to ask you after the break, which is whether you should write the book on your own or with somebody else. Um, it's like they can hold you to account but then you can end up having differences of opinion and things like that Uh, but i also then like to explore the different public uh, publishing options that are available and any tips that you've got that uh, can help us make a book just fly off the shelves would be appreciated as well so we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and we're talking about writing and publishing the right book with Sue Richardson. And Sue, just that question before the break there, I, I'm intrigued at your, on your thoughts about sort of co-authorship versus writing a book on your own.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great idea. Um, it, I think it it can be... It, it's, it's quite a kind of uh a, a, an interesting relationship um co you know co-author relationship um one of the things i think that works best and of course you would know um probably more about this in some ways than i do because i've not co-authored myself but i have worked with co-authors is the rela- is being very clear from the start about whose role is what and who's going to do what. I mean, Chris, tell me, actually, can
1: I ask you? Because you co-authored yours, didn't you? Yes. Yes. I think it was a journey of discovery. Mm-hmm. And we had this, my, my colleague and I, Dr. Stephen Levinson, we had this, because we, we were a little unusual in that. Stephen and I have actually still never met face-to-face. Mm-hmm. But but Huge amounts of hours on Skype together. We met, so we kind of met uh, through um, through us- utilising Skype. And Stephen heard and heard about me and got in touch with me, and and we developed a kind of friendship and a relationship that way. But we we at the beginning the sort of things we were starting to struggle with was, well, when you, who's going to write what and, and mm. how do we actually write it as though, as, as because there's a difference in style and those sorts of things. And we got to a point where Steve is very eloquent in his writing and I'm less so, I'm probably a bit more, more bullet pointy and kind of practical. And, uh, and we had this, got to this point where Steve was very uncomfortable on the phone one day, on Skype one day. And, and I said, is everything okay with you? And he says, I, I need to kind of say something, Chris. And, uh, he said I don't know how you're going to take it and I said what's that and he said well you know we kind of write in different ways and 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 I'm not you're you know you're you're great at communicating and full of ideas and understand business but I'm not sure writing's really your your thing and uh -hmm. I'm kind of wondering at this point whether we should we should go you know either write something separately or you know go our separate ways or whatever and I said to him Steve are you telling me that you want to do the writing in this book and he said yeah I said, "Well, do it. That's yeah. brilliant." Because I said, I, "I don't, I don't particularly enjoy it." So. You know, I'll input ideas Paul, and he was like oh hallelujah um, yeah. and, and we had yeah. this amazing conversation which um, filled both of us with elation me with relief
2: yes. lovely <laughs> isn't that fantastic that's a great example of what I'm talking about you know really it's like however whatever the relationship is and however close it is that you can agree right from the start exactly who's doing what and who's best at doing what and, and work on that bit and then I think you'll have a great co-author journey um and of course you do you do you know you have to it can be a lonely business authoring so great great way to do it but yeah just just make make sure that you you know before you start don't just assume that you're gonna you know or like one chapter each you know like an alternative to ch- alternate chapter each or something it,
1: it may or may not work well and obviously in your style can be so so Difference then? How do you yeah. identify? Well, chapter one's written by written by Sue Quite. and uh, and chapter yeah. two's written by Sonia or Penny or or yeah. Chris or whatever. Exactly. And yeah. then, actually, Not, then you look you, you look at those chapters mm. and and one's full of eloquent stories and the next cha- the, ne- the next chapter's full of bullet points. Yes. So, yeah.
2: Exactly. Which just might have been how your book would have ended up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so it's kind of yeah. It's interesting. I, I think with getting that up front done up front you do need what you do need to do you do need to get a bit of a sense of each other though so there is a little bit of a period when yeah. you're getting to know the other person and yeah. you're getting to see a bit of their work they're seeing a bit of your work and and maybe at that point you decide well one one takes the the main kind of writing and the other one's helping with kind of structure and flow and and sense checking and putting their stories in as, and you know helping do some research and you kind of balance that and that worked really well for Steve and I in the end um so it was it was good so what are what are the public o- publishing options
2: well you've got uh, these days you know uh, uh, many different ways of getting published um but if you want if we're talking about traditional print publishing which i think we probably are um you know uh, given that actually now um you print books if you know you accept that you know 80% of the market is still print um then you know there's um, there's actually, uh, it's important, you know, to For to sometimes people say to me, oh, you know, can I just stick my book on Kindle? And, and I go, well, you can, of course you can. And that's good content and it's out there and you might make it work. But, you know, it's not really a book. <laughs> it's not, just, you know, it's not, it's not giving you those lovely things like the credibility and necessarily the profile and the platform and the, you know, having print copies does. So let's think about the options. There's there's the traditional publishing route, which is where you take your idea and you go to a publisher um, and a publisher who has the business model where they will invest in the product, that you will sign an agreement with them that basically gives them the rights to publish your work. You, um, you, you accept um, terms in terms of um, a small percentage share of the profit which are called royalties, and, and off you go. And your book will essentially be a product that will be under the ownership from that day forward of the publisher. So it's a kind of – that business model is great in that you as an author don't have to invest any cash in the book. You have to invest your time, of course – but you don't really own the product at the end of the day the the product at the end of the day is owned by the publisher and what and the terms of the agreement are very important so that again we come back to my my cornerstones of the strategy for creating the right book so we we've talked about the the why we've talked about the who and 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 this is the how but under the under the how for any business you need to understand what that ownership model looks like before you make any decisions about publishing. Because nowadays, there is absolutely no need. You can get a very, very good, professionally produced book done under your own auspices, and you can retain ownership of that content in that book, and you can do what you like with it. And, of course, you will get a bigger share of the profit, but you will have invested cash in it. Now, the way you do that second way is either you self-publish, which a lot of people do these days. Now, the issue I have slightly with self-publishing is that you're a a business person. You're an expert in your field, but you may not necessarily be an expert publisher. Why should you be? Um, Publishing is, um, uh, you know, there are all sorts of layers. There are all sorts of different Aspects to publishing that perhaps people don't necessarily think through. Um, aspects around making a book really fit for its market, and that's through great editing, good good design, cover design. Um, you know, all the all the uh, the the sort of expertise that goes into creating a book product will be missing if you self-publish. So the Third route then would be the publishing route with help. So it's professional publishing um, and it's, um, it, and you go to a company like the Right Book Company and you say to them, this is what I want. This is what I need to do. Will you work with me to make this happen and produce a, a book that's distributed in the traditional way, just in the same way that a traditional publisher would? It may not have quite the reach through to the book trade that a traditional publisher might have, that's something else to consider in your strategic work, is, you know, how important it is. I'll tell you a brief story. I had a, a, a lady come to me once who... Um, she was self-publishing and she asked me to set up her publishing imprint for her. And I said to her, well, is that really all you want me to do? Because that's really easy. You could do that yourself. And she said, no. Nope. And I said, what about, you know, have you thought about this and that? And she said, no, I've thought about everything. I've got everything I need. I've got my own designer, my own editor. I don't need any of your services. I just want you to set up the imprint. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And I set her up, set up the imprint and I sent it all off. And off she went into, into the sunset launch her book I didn't hear anything very much for a few weeks and then um, it was her PR person who rang me and said Sue we've got a question how do we get this book into the airport shops Mm. and I said I'm really sorry but you can't (laughs) and she said what do you mean we can't and I said well You never will. It just, it isn't possible to do that. You know, had I had that conversation where I'd understood that that was a crucial part of the plan, I could have said to you, self-publishing is never going to get you into an airport shop. Mm -hmm. The airport shops, you know, that's like the most expensive Mayfair real estate you can get in terms of bookshelves. It's hard enough to get into a, a Waterstones on the high street, never mind into an airport shop. So, you know, those... Those spaces are A, extremely expensive and B, you know, really only taken up by the bigger publishers. So it's, it, it, you know, you have to do your homework first. You have to decide on the best route for you for your objectives. And, um, and so that, that's the important thing about choosing the routes. Does that answer the question, Chris?
1: <laughs> I think you think you, you know, I think you beautifully articulated it and and helped us understand that. And it's I think one of the things that I've certainly learned to think about if you want to go the publishing route is actually you, today in the sort of the business field, you probably need a fairly big platform and reach to people to for the publishers to be interested. Is that correct?
2: I think, on the whole, yes. But I do also think that there are other times, there are other um, opportunities for business book authors. It's always it's worth considering if if it if that you know once you kind of weigh up all the pros and cons of each of the different kinds of publishing, if publishing a you know if for instance um, you know uh, getting to you know trying to get published by somebody like Pearson or. Um, or Wiley, you know, or something like that. You need to take, really do your research and work out whether your book will fit with their list in a way that, you know, have you got something original and different? That's So with business books, oddly enough, I think that there is more opportunity for first-time authors than perhaps with some other genres. It's not easy, but it is a possibility, But there are certain things that you need to be clear about before you and you need to pitch the book really well. That's the that's the real key is that is and and there's no harm in pitching because you learn so much in the pitching of your own book. It's probably a good exercise, quite frankly, even if the book doesn't find a home with a traditional publisher. You will have learned a lot and you will have so much more to take to an independent professional publisher who you pay to do your
1: book if you've done that pitch in the first place. I've now got about three questions I want to ask you, and we've got uh, about two and a half minutes left. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just not—it's just not going to happen. I mean, I think I think if uh, you know, if people. I, I guess a good way to find out more, because I'm just now thinking, you know, how how unique should your book be, uh, or should it be based around your your particular business, which may make the difference when you go down the publishing route if it's very unique. But you might want to do more sort of the the hybrid option three you described if it's um, if it's if it's not, you know, it's a fairly commonly uh, written about subject perhaps. But I think maybe the best way to do that is to. Because you, you run some monthly webinars and things, don't you? People can join I in. Do. Yes, I do,
2: yes, I, I, I do. I've got a webinar. Next webinar is already set up on the 21st of November. If if people want to go to the Right Book Company website, and it is just therightbookcompany.com, there are two things. One is they can sign up for the webinar there and then. The second thing is that I do actually offer anyone who has an idea for a book um, a 30-minute chat. And you can just sign up to talk to me. And we can spend that 30 minutes looking at any particular question that anyone has got around around their book on a Zoom call or or whatever. So there's, there's always an opportunity. There are so many areas, aren't there, to, to cover. And it's really, it is hard to get it all in in one, one hour. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, yes. and yeah, making how do you make best the most make money out of your book and that sort of thing. So yeah. I think um, I will take advantage yeah. of that and uh, and chat with Sue. We've got to finish now, um, Sue. I've, I've absolutely loved talking to you. It's been brilliant. I've, have you got a final message? Very quickly, you want to leave us with thirty seconds tops.
2: Okay, uh, if you know you've got a book inside you and you can you know you can make it work for you in your business in the growth of your business, don't wait get started
1: do it excellent so thank you so much been brilliant talking to you again on next week's show, we have Janisha Allura, who's uh, she's going to talk to us about empowering women in business. Uh, Janisha has a has a massive uh, reach uh, in, in her business in, in Southeast Asia with 200,000 women involved in the network. She's an ex-Miss Singapore um, entrepreneur, uh, you name it. She's um, she's going to be a fascinating conversation next week. Any questions or comments um, on this show, please send them to chris at chriscooper.co.uk or send them to Sue Richardson. And, um, yeah, love to hear from you. Any comments, always appreciate it. So, once again, a huge thank you to Sue.
0: We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8am US Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more, achieve more.